What is going on, my nerds, geeks, and non-binary friends? Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast where, based on a monthly topic, I nerd out about whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. Now, if I sound a little different this episode, that's because for the past few days, I've been really sick. I've been, you know, runny nose, coughing, just body aches, you know, the words. But thankfully, it's not COVID, so that's a plus. But that's just why my voice sounds different this episode. Uh, speaking of this episode, today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I previously kind of talked about back in January with One Piece. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about Pokemon Controversies. Now, I'm actually pretty excited for this episode because unlike the One Piece controversies that I did, Pokemon has a lot more to dive into here. Like, I feel like, yeah, One Piece had its spicy controversies, but Pokemon definitely has a lot here. I mean, it's been going on for a while. I mean, One Piece has too, but Pokemon has been going on for a while, and it's done a lot more that people can, you know, nitpick at. And originally, I was going to read off this website called Nintendo Wiki, but they only had like eight controversies on their website. But I did find this website called Bulbapedia, that not only has way more controversies, but actually goes in depth with a lot of these controversies. And I thought I'd just read some off and, you know, give my opinions on them. Plus, there may be some in here that, you know, they don't get mentioned that I know of and I might talk about. So, before we get into that, I gotta remind you guys, you know, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday. So, make sure you're doing whatever it is you can with podcasts to, you know, stay up to date. And also, I put out video versions of this podcast on my YouTube, SuperTam64. Luckily, you can see this episode on YouTube if Nintendo hasn't struck me down yet. So yeah, new episodes of the podcast every Saturday. New episodes also on YouTube, SuperTam64, go check that out. But enough of me babbling, let's talk about some Pokemon controversies. Get ready, strap yourselves in, because we got a lot to talk about. Now, I'm not going to read off this page word for word, because frankly, that would count as plagiarism, and I'm not about that. I'm still starred from junior high, but that's a story I'll tell in another episode. But I'm just going to scroll through these and kind of give a brief description on these. So the first one, the first group we got here is the trading card game, and the only one they have listed here. I mean, there was a bunch of censorship regarding Pokemon cards, you know, going from Japan to uh, Western territories. Like, there was a card, I forget what the exact card was. I think it was the card for Grimer, but the card for Grimer had to be changed in the Western audience because in the Japanese version, it looks like Grimer was looking up a woman's skirt, and obviously they changed that in the Western audience because they're like, hey, kids are going to get a hold of this. We don't want to deal with that backlash. But... The one they focused on here is a card called Toda's Ninja Trick. Now, I forget what this card does. Let me click on the image real quick to see if I can read the description. So, the card says, 
Attach Coda's ninja trick to your active Pokemon with Coda in its name. If this Pokemon goes to your bench, discard this card. When your opponent attacks, you may switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon, quote, before damage or other effects of attacks. Now, the controversy with this card is that the original Japanese card had a Manji symbol, which I think I talked about in my uh, One Piece Controversies episode. Uh, uh, it's a Japanese manji symbol that, for Western audiences, they know as the Nazi swastika. So, obviously, when they came over to the West, they had to change that. Uh, but the card game wasn't the only place that there was Nazi imagery. In the anime, there was, a, there was some Nazi imagery, too. Uh, to quote this thing, in the episode, All Things Bright and Beautifly, a Team Rocket fantasy evolved... Jesse, James, Meowth, and many Team Rocket grunts raising their hands in a manner somewhat similar to the Hitler salute. It was edited out of the English dub of the anime, with the grunts no longer raising their hands. Despite this, Meowth's arm remains unedited in the dub. So, confirmed, Meowth is a Nazi. <laughs> um, oh, this is one that I was hopeful. I was hoping they would include. Uh, flashing Lights. An episode of the Pokemon anime broadcast in December 1997 on Japanese television induced photosensitive epileptic seizures in a substantial number of Japanese viewers, many of which required medical assistance. As a result, the episode was not broadcast overseas and never shown in Japan again, and the incident caused the anime to go into a temporary hiatus. Every Pokemon episode that aired until this episode, including the opening, was edited by lighting certain scenes, removing or changing fast-flashing scenes, and more. The original version of the episodes have never been shown again, except mistakenly on Hulu Japan. For this, Pokemon currently holds the Guinness, World, the Guinness Book World Record for the most photosensitive epileptic seizures caused by a TV show. I believe the episode of question was called Electric Soldier Porygon. And yeah, what happened is that there was a scene with an explosion and it flashed uh, red and white real quick. And obviously that could cause a lot of people with epilepsy to have seizures. Even people without epilepsy if they're sensitive to flashing lights. Also in the anime, there is controversies involving violence. Uh, there's a lot of examples of different episodes that had to have violent acts, quote-unquote, edited out, such as the episode Pokemon I Choose You, and it was edited because originally Misty slapped Ash after he tells her he's okay, presumably because of his apparent lack of care for Pikachu. Uh, the episode Ash Touches a Pikachu, Misty slapping Ash again due to his recklessness in sending out Caterpie to battle a Pidgeotto. The episode The School of Hard Knocks, Misty smashing Brock with a log because he says to be continued rather than beginning the episode. Man, Misty's pretty violent. <laughs> uh, let's see, episode 35, Safari Zone Warden Kaiser repeatedly threatening Ash in the group with a revolver and also firing at Team Rocket when they trespass into the Safari Zone grounds, leading to the entire episode being banned outside of Asia. Uh, the episode Outrageous Fortunes. There are two separate shots of Polyrath violently slapping Jessie. In one of those shots, she has red spots on her cheeks from Polyrath's intense slapping. Both of these shots were deemed 
too violent and cut from the broadcast version and first U.S. home video release and replaced with an impact animation. The version streamed on Pokemon TV and the second U.S. home video release, however, leaves the shots in this episode intact. Uh, the episode, There's No Place Like Hoenn, two separate scenes shows showing James' head and Max on fire due to Chortich's Ember attack were cut from the dub for being too violent. Uh, and finally, the episode, A corp- a Corfish Out of Water, a Carvana hitting Ash in the back of the head. That was all cut because they deemed it too violent for Western audiences. Uh, scenes like these were common in Japanese anime and are intended for comic relief purposes. They're similar to scenes in Western animation, such as Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry, where characters get hit by extremely heavy objects and are completely fine afterwards. So yeah, that kind of makes me question, like, why a lot of this, a lot of this seemed really innocent, so why would Western audiences need to edit it out when you had stuff like Tom and Jerry on for years and years that basically did the same thing? Uh, now, we move on to the games now. You thought I was done with Nazi imagery. Nope. Games had it too. In European releases of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, the sprite art for Registeel is altered slightly. In the Japanese, Korean, and English releases, Registeel's arm is extended. In non-English European versions, an altered sprite is used, depicting it with both of its arms down, presumably due to the original's pose resembling to the Roman salute, infamously used by the German Nazi party. In all versions of Pokemon Platinum and Heart Gold and Soul Silver, the revised sprite is used. Now, I've already went on that, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, gambling. Now, holy shit, there's a lot in here, but I'm going to sum it up. So, basically, there... A lot of people were complaining about gambling in games starting in 2009, and it really came to a head in like 2020. Uh, there's uh, and Pokemon games are really guilty of this because in a lot of the Pokemon games, there's a thing called a game corner or like a casino. Basically, you spend a bunch of coins, and it's like gambling. And a lot of people had a problem with it because they're teaching gambling to kids. And, I mean, I could see how that's a problem, but also it's an innocent Pokemon game. And, really, if you're as good of a parent as you say you are, then you should definitely, you know, regulate this stuff. You should make sure your child isn't going to turn to a life of gambling. But, I do agree that they don't need to advertise gambling to kids. But, in the sense of Pokemon, it's just, it's, it's, it's innocent enough. Uh, even in this thing said that uh, eggs in Pokemon Go have been accused of being loot boxes, which is a form of gambling. That's, I I just, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go has its own share of controversies. Now, I said in the last episode I was going to talk about Pokemon Go, and here's Pokemon Go. Now, you all remember what Pokemon Go was. Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go was the mobile app that came out basically right before the pandemic and was really popular during the pandemic. Actually, when did it come out? Was it like, what, 2017, 2018, I want to say? But basically, it was a way to for Pokemon fans to get out of the house and walk around outside and meet people. 
and it came with a lot of controversies, including uh, spawning a Pokemon at places like, you know, Holocaust sites and 9-11 memorials, uh, train rails, and even, you know, while driving a car. Uh, several people worldwide have been killed or seriously injured in accidents related to playing the game, even though the blast a big loading screen in front of us is like, hey, be aware of your surroundings. But people still bump into stuff and then want to blame Pokemon for it. Uh, there's actually a story. In Russia, a 21-year-old video blogger received a suspended sentence for three and a half years in prison for charges of blasphemy after playing the game in church. Like the Pokemon Mania in the late 1990s and early 2000s, Pokemon Go caused strong reactions in the Islamic world, declaring fatwas against the game, as it could lead to harem activities such as gambling. The game was banned in Iran over security reasons. In New York, registered sex offenders on parole were banned from playing Pokemon Go. In a Belgian town with 35 inhabitants, playing the game became forbidden at night because the small town was constantly flooded with players. So yeah, when Pokemon Go came out, it was just, it was a huge mess. But thankfully, like, nobody plays anymore. Like, I don't know, I, my brother-in-law still plays, you know, he still plays regularly. I deleted, I deleted Pokemon Go like a month ago, and I just haven't looked back, just because I just, I just got really bored with it. Um, oh, apparently the Sword and Shield Pokedex is related to a controversy. Let's read this, shall we? During the E3 2019 Nintendo Treehouse livestream on June 11, 2019, Junichi Masuda stated that some species of Pokemon could not be transferred to Pokemon Sword and Shield after a massive amount of backlash from Pokemon fans, most of which involved the hashtag BrimbackNationalDex. The Pokemon Company International posted a statement from Masuda in response on Pokemon.com in Japanese and English on June 28, 2019. Despite this reiterated statement, the fan backlash on social media still continued, with many fans requesting that compatibility for all Pokemon be included in a post-launch patch. When asked about the possibility of a patch, Masuda stated that he had not yet finalized a decision on such a patch. The controversy became somewhat mitigated when the expansion pass was announced for the games, which added 221 of the missing Pokemon back in. Huh. I, I guess. Uh, Pokemon Unite, apparently, was a controversy, too. When Pokemon Unite was first announced... Now, Pokemon Unite is basically this, like, arena brawler. Like, you choose a team of Pokemon, and you have to store as many points as possible, and whoever, whichever team had the most points won. Uh, that's basically Pokemon Unite. When Pokemon Unite was first announced, it quickly attracted controversy due to it being developed by a subsidiary of Tencent, which was controversial due to its ties to the Chinese government. It also brought up a controversy that had been steadily growing about the use of microtransactions in Pokemon games. As a result of these controversies, the Pokemon Unite reveal quickly became the most disliked video on the Pokemon Company's YouTube channel. Wow. Um... Uh, Let's see, moving on. I mean, I didn't play much of Pokemon Unite, so I don't really have much to say on Pokemon Unite. But let's go into multiple media, shall we? Now, this is just covering everything. Uh, starting with Jinx now. Jinx is probably a well-known controversy in, you know, the Pokemon community. But to boil it down, basically, 
they had to change Jinx's original design because the Jinx you know now, she she basically looks like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> she looks like she looks like she has a red dress. Uh, she looks like she's got blonde hair and she's got you know purple skin with you know bright pink lips, right? Well, her original design, her skin was black. Now I don't shouldn't have to tell you why they had to change that, uh, but the actual story is that she was comparable to characters in a children's book called The Story of Little Black Sambo. And uh, she actually resembled uh, Mr. Popo from the Dragon Ball franchise. And obviously, you know, after a while, they had to change her character design because it was seen as possibly racist. Because, you know, the whole blackface thing and everything. Uh, moving on, Lenora. Now, this is another case of, you know, changing because of possible racism. The gym leader of Natrigan City in Pokemon Black and White, Lenora, also brought up concerns of racism. Lenora's original artwork, as well as her in-game sprites, depict her wearing a large apron. Concerns arose that people outside of Japan would allude Laura to the Mammy stereotype. Now, what is the Mammy stereotype? Let's take a look quick, shall we? A Mammy is a U.S. historical stereotype depicting black women who work in a white family and nurse the family's children. So basically, it's like a like a stereotypical black maid, and that's I mean obviously that's why they changed. I think that's why actually why they changed to uh, Aunt Jemima Sarah, so it's now Pearl Milling Company. But I mean, I guess I did it. Uh, animal tr cruelty now. This has been a huge one. You know, a lot of people come out saying like, oh, Pokemon is an example of animal cruelty, including, you know, those idiots over at PETA. But when were PETA right about anything? I mean, they, they're they just as bad, if not more, than actual animal abusers. They actually, I think PETA actually made their own game to try to, to, try to make fun of Pokemon and try to, you know, go after Pokemon. But obviously it didn't work because people are still buying Pokemon and it's become a huge franchise. Let's see. Religion, I'm not going to get too into because obviously there are a lot of, a lot of people that, a lot of religions that are like, oh, well, Pokemon is making fun of this and this and that's not the intent at all. Uh, a lot of people are saying like Pokemon are like demons. Uh, the gym badges are like talismans. Uh, you know, Pokemon evolution, a lot of people disagree with evolution in general, and they're like, oh, if Pokemon can evolve, then that's a sin. You know, it's just, it's a lot of people bitching about just nothing. Uh, let's see. In response to these claims, the Vatican City-based SAT 2000 broadcast public approval of Pokemon in April 2000, stating that the games did not have, quote, any harmful moral side effects and was based on ties of intense friendship. So, yeah. Straight from the Pope himself. The Pope says Pokemon is cool. Now, here is a big controversy surrounding Pokemon, and this was a big news story for a while. So, I'm going to read this whole thing, and then I'll give my opinion at the end. On November 2nd, 2000, Israeli magician Uri Deller, known for his attribution of spoon-bending tricks to alleged psychic abilities, tried to sue Nintendo for £60 million claiming that Kadabra, known as Yundere in Japan, was an unauthorized parody of himself. Besides Kadabra's use of bent spoons to enhance its psychic powers, 
The katakana, for its name, is visually similar to the transliteration of his own name into Japanese. Another claim was that Kadabra's design is anti-Semitic in nature due to the star on its forehead and the lightning bolts resembling the logo of the Waffen-SS. It is quoted as saying, Nintendo turned me into an evil occult Pokemon character. Nintendo stole my identity by using my name and my signature image. The symbols themselves are taken from those used on Zenner cards, which have been used to conduct research into supposed psychic abilities since the 1930s. As a result, there has not been a Kadabra card in the trading card game since Styridge in, two, in, 2003, or bleh, in 2003, I should say. And Kadabra has not appeared in the Pokemon anime since Fear Factor Phony, perhaps as a precaution against Geller's history of lawsuits. This is further hinted at by Masamitsu's hit, Matsumitsu Hidaka's interview with Pokey Beach in July 2008, where he claims that usage of Kadabra on a card is not allowed until an agreement was reached and that the case would not be settled anytime soon. Abra and Alakazam cards have continued to be printed, despite the fact that this makes it impossible to play Alakazam cards in matches that prevent the use of older cards without a card that specifically allows evolved Pokemon to be played or the use of the card Rare Candy, which allows the player's basic Pokemon to pl in play to evolve into the Stage 2 form without the use of a Stage 1 Pokemon. However, the only Abra card released after Star Ridge in Mysterious Treasures has an attack that allows it to evolve directly into Alakazam, skipping the Kadabra stage. Any Alakazam cards printed since were basic Pokemon that didn't need to evolve from anything. In November 2020, Uri ban rescinded the ban on Kadabra's depiction in the TCG, citing fan outcry. So basically, he spent all this time claiming that Kadabra was you know was mocking him was a parody of him and then finally because this started in 2000 and then 20 years later he finally was like yeah you know what i'm done you know it's it's fine you use Tadabra now like he held that grudge for so long like just my god dude get a hobby i swear to god bend some more spoons <laughs> um this one i knew about in 1999 as a promotion for mewtwo starts back Burger King released a series of promotional toys in handheld Pokeballs with their kids' meals after a child suffocated because she had covered her mouth and nose with half of the Pokeball. Her parents set up a website called Pokemon Kills. In response to this, Burger King recalled the Pokeballs and exchanged them for food for a limited amount of time. Now, I think I had some of these Pokeballs. I'm not sure if they were the ones that had, like, the little plushes in them, or had the little Pokeball figures, or had the, the gold cards. Anybody remember the gold cards? I had at least, like, three or four of them, I believe. And, yeah, I just, I remember those. And I think I vaguely remember, you know, hearing about the Pokeballs being recalled. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if a child's going to choke on them, you need to recall them, but... Also, that should be on the parents to, you know, just watch the kid to make sure that they don't choke on a toy. I mean, I think, don't all those bags come with a warning on them? It's like, hey, your child may choke on this, so look out. But still, they don't want to pay attention to that. The parents don't want to read that. And then they want to, you know, get mad at somebody else be like, hey, you didn't warn me about this. Or like, yeah, we put it on the bag. You had plenty of warning. It was your neglect that your child choked on it i just i don't get it kids and your parents pay more attention to your kids i swear to god um 
I think that's the last controversy I want to talk about. Oh, there is one. I do want to, one more one, one more controversy I want to talk about that's not listed on here. And it's one that I didn't really even know was a controversy until I read about, or until I saw it in the video, somebody talked about it. Uh, the fact that a lot of people assume that Satoshi Tajiri, who's the guy who created Pokemon, they assume he was autistic. Like, they claimed he was autistic because of, you know, they're like, oh, he had a hobby of collecting bards when he was a kid, so that's what caused him to create Pokemon, because autistic people tend to have hobbies like collecting. And that's just really assuming a lot about people with autism, and that's one thing that really frustrates me, because I myself have autism, I have ADHD, and it frustrates me when people just assume things about you because you have ADHD, like, oh, you have ADHD, obviously you can't do this, like, no, I can, it's just not as easy for me as some other people, so shut your face hole, <laughs> but yeah, there were so many articles out that uh, Satoshi Dijiri had autism, but there is no definitive proof that he has autism, like, there's no official thing, not even from him that says he has autism, so it's everybody just assuming he had autism, but, yeah, there is no definitive proof that he has autism. So, yeah, I guess that's still, a lot of people still believe that to this day. And I guess we'll never know the answer because it doesn't seem like he wants to give anybody the satisfaction. Uh, but with that, that's going to be the last controversy I talked about. And that's going to be the end of this episode. Uh, if you guys know any controversies that I didn't talk about, let me know on social medias. The uh, link is in the link tree in the description. Also, in the description, there's a link to support this podcast. You know, you totally don't have to. I'm, I'm not going to force you, seriously. But if you want to support this podcast, you know, it helps me do this better. I can afford better equipment and, you know, maybe throw my cats a treat or two. You know, if they deserve it. <laughs> no, they deserve it. They're cute as a button, even though they can be furry little assholes sometimes. But, yeah, that's going to be it for this episode. I have no idea what I'm going to do next episode, but, you know, it's going to be Pokemon-related. Um, but, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, let me know on social medias. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a lovely day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. I hope you drink plenty of water, stay hydrated. And, as always, my Poke Nerds, I will see you in the next one. Nerd. Nerd. Oh,